and sharing about the Trinity these last few weeks. And today I want to talk and share about some misconception about Jesus. We last week talked about who Jesus is, the Son of God. And and one of the things I just wanted to say before I just start, you know, they always say if you want to be able to know counterfeit money, that the best way to know counterfeit money is to handle a lot of real money. And And I want to say that about what I'm sharing today, you know. I share a lot of these misconceptions of what people believe and a lot of false ideas about Jesus. But, you know, the best thing for us is is stay close to him and so close that we know who he is, we know how he is, we know how he operates, we know what he says. And then when somebody comes along with, well, here's what I think, we go, no, that's not right, that's not my God. And that's the best way, okay? Um, I want to begin by looking in Matthew, the 24th chapter. In Matthew, the 24th chapter, the 24th verse. It says, For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Jesus was telling us that in the end times, that there's going to come a time and there's going to be false Christs and false prophets that are going to rise. And it says they're going to show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, the very elect. And, you know, that's that says a lot right there that, you know, there's a there's a time coming. And I believe I believe we're getting a lot closer. I believe we're in the midst of some of this. I believe, you know, they had false prophets back then, too. But, you know, it'll intensify. And the thing that I think we have to be very careful here is it says they're going to show great signs and wonders. So we have to remember that Satan has power. And Satan can deceive. And so he can do things that will confuse us. So don't let signs and wonders be your only test. Don't let that be your only test. You know, because it says false prophets are going to rise and they're going to do signs and wonders and they're going to deceive, if possible, not just the worldly people, but it says even the very elect. So that's even believers. So we just need to be very careful. Be very careful. And and then in Matthew, the 16th chapter, the 13th verse, I believe is, is a, a critical question that Jesus asked his disciples about himself. And in Matthew 16, starting in verse 13, it says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist, and some say you're Elijah, and others Jeremiah and one of the prophets. And Jesus said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. For I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. So we see that, you know, Jesus says to disciples, you know, they, people say I'm all kinds of things. You know, I'm a prophet. Some say you're Jeremiah. Some say, you're, you know, you're John the Baptist. And, and Peter and Jesus then asked a very important question, but who do you say that I am? And I believe he says that to us too. 
And in the midst of that, we realize that nowadays, I think there's a lot of people with a lot of misconceptions about who Jesus is. And they're not just misconceptions, but they flat out don't believe him. And I want to just look at some of those. Some of those some of those ideas that people have or beliefs that they have about who he is. Um, there are some who say he never existed. It's all just it's all just make believe. Um in the in the book that I was looking at it says the great Soviet encyclopedia says that Jesus was just a myth. It's the name of a mythological founder of Christianity. A mythological founder of Christianity. A myth. Just, a, just it's, it's mythology. Mythology. And and I know some people that believe that. I know people who believe that. That's just a myth. You know, it's just a figment of your imagination. And so, you know, some say, well, he never existed. And then there's something called Gnosticism. And Gnosticism claims that um, they have a higher knowledge of who Jesus is, and it doesn't come from the Bible. That salvation comes from knowledge, which frees us from the illusion of darkness. So darkness is just an illusion. If you get enough knowledge, you can just kind of raise yourself above that. You can kind of just, you know, if we all just learn to love one another, everything would be better. You know, we could live at peace and everybody just raise their knowledge up if we could all just learn to love one another. Then we could get over this illusion of darkness, you know, this the thought that there's darkness and evil. You know, I, I get into discussions once in a while with a relative, and uh, that's kind of what he says, you know, well, it's just a figment of your imagination. I say, well, you know, yeah, but there's a lot. Well, you know, you shouldn't be so negative. When I say there's evil around and there's a lot of things going on that I think aren't so good, well, that's just because I'm so negative. I just see things from, from a very pessimistic standpoint. I'm like, I don't know where you're living. That's what I, that's what I end up telling him that. I mean, and I kind of got personal about it, but um, he lives on a beach. He lives in, he lives in Florida on the beach. So I said, uh, I said, well, you know, I guess if I lived on a beach and kind of went to the beach every day, maybe I wouldn't think there was so much evil in the world either. <laughs> you know, kind of saying, like, if you lived in real life, but no. Um, that was kind of a little bit of a jab. But, but you know, but that's, that's just thinking, that, you know, we're, we kind of just need knowledge. We just need to kind of get our thinking straight, get our knowledge. Everybody get it together. Let's just decide we ought to just learn to be nice to one another. And this illusion of being darkness would all just go away. Wow. Wow. Um, they believe that Jesus only seemed real. He only he just seemed real. That the spirit who came at baptism left just before his crucifixion. <laughs> what a what a what a thought. And that that Christianity is based on mytholo- mystic mystical intuition, intuition, subjective, inward thinking, and an emotional approach to what they believe. An emotional approach. I think we have to be very careful. I thought about that one. That that thought about emotional approach really kind of stuck with me. And I'll say something about Christians. We have to be very careful that when it comes to what we believe, what we believe, that what we believe cannot be an emotional approach. It has to be an approach to reality. Now, emotions are a big thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it is it is emotional. It's it's a belief. It's what we believe. But when it comes to the truth, it can't be based on, well, I feel or I think. Or, well, it seems to me that Jesus ought to. It doesn't matter how I feel or what I think. 
It, it, you know, you can feel or think whatever you want, but it doesn't change. Jesus said, and God said, I am who I am. Not what you think or how you feel about it. You know, it's not about feeling. It's about truth. It's about truth. And the only place that we find truth is when we look at what he said. And that separates us from everything else, as far as I'm concerned. Because when you start talking to somebody and they start saying, well, I think or I feel, and you say, yeah, but I believe God's word, do you realize that's, my, that's just as far as the east is from the west? What I think and the word of God is so far apart. And at that point, you're going to have a hard time discussing with somebody because you're just too far apart. Because they're going to say, well, I feel or I think or it seems like God ought to do this or a loving God would never do that. You hear that a lot. Well, a loving God would never send people to hell. Or how could a loving God do that? And see, at that point then, you say, yeah, but the Word of God says, and they go, well, I don't believe that. So now where, you, now where do you go? You're kind of like, well, I guess that ends the discussion, kind of. You know, depending on, depending on where they're at, it kind of ends it. So, so we need to be very careful that we don't, blaze, we don't base our beliefs on feeling. We base our beliefs on truth. What does God say? What does his word say? Some believe that Christ was the first created being. He was not eternal, but he was created, a created being, not the son of God. Um, you'll find some, some big religious groups that feel that Jesus was not the son of God. You know, a lot of people who come knocking on your doors think that thought that jesus is not the son of god he's a good man you know he's okay he said a lot of good things did a lot of good things but he's not the son of god again somebody pointed out you know the problem with christianity is that they believe this whole virgin birth thing if they could get rid of the virgin birth thing it'd bring a lot more coming together well yeah if you get rid of the virgin birth thing that Jesus is the Son of God and turn him into a man, well, then I suppose we could all agree. But that just destroys everything about who he said he was. You know, who he said he was. Begotten of the Father, begotten before all worlds, God of God. You know, begotten of the Father. He wasn't begotten by man. He was, he was born of the virgin birth. And, and that makes him the Son of God, the Son of God. Some believe that, uh, well, he's kind of like an angel. He's kind of like an angel. And I want to I just say that, you know, we need to be very careful here. In Colossians, the second chapter, the 18th verse. It says, let no one cheat you on your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. Be careful about worship of angels. Don't elevate angels to a place of worship. And Jesus wasn't an angel. They're, they're separate beings. Angels are created beings. They're not for us to worship them. Now, I believe angels are real. I believe angels are active. I believe angels do things on our behalf. I, I believe in angels. You know, and I, we probably don't give enough credence to angels or we aren't aware of it. Now, the thing is, when you give credence to them or you understand it, then you don't, by the same token, worship them. You don't elevate them to a position of God. 
Okay, angels are created beings who are there to minister to us. They're there to help us, to watch over us. I believe in guardian angels. I believe, you know, that God has angels. I believe angels, I believe when we die, I believe angels come and get us. I believe they come and get us. They come and get us, escort us to heaven to be with the Lord. And uh, and so I believe that, that you know, they, they, do, they do lots of things. Um, some people believe that Jesus is the same person as the Father. That Jesus is the earthly name of God. And this is a whole big area. You may not ever run into somebody that believes this, um, but that is called Jesus only. They believe that Jesus is God. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. It's all Jesus. It's all one. And it's Jesus only. And there is a there is a denomination in a church like that. Um, actually, this is very interesting. We had we had a person come to our church and visited about three or four months ago. And they were looking for a church where they could come. And I just got to talking to them just a little bit and asking them some questions. And in the conversation, they said that they were they believed in they came from a church believed in Jesus only, and and that's okay. And in my mind, I went click because I've been around people who believe that, and they are very very strong in that belief. And so we made a little we had a little discussion. I can't remember how I phrased my input, but I said something about like I didn't I don't know that I said these words, but I said something like, "Well, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit." I thought, you know, I might as well just share this right up front. I mean, so everybody knows, you know, no problem. And I, but I just want them to know, you know, what, and I shared that and haven't seen her since. Now, I'm, I didn't share it so she wouldn't come. I mean, I'd be glad to have them and it would be good. But what I'm saying is, I think it's only fair to say, well, this is what we believe, you know. And I understood what she believed you know, to the best of what I understood. And, and, and we just shared it. But there are people who believe that that the name is Jesus and that covers them all. So that's, they don't believe in the Trinity. Um, a lot of people believe that Jesus was just a good man. You know? Yeah, historically, I believe he lived. Historically, I believe he walked on the earth. He did some good things. Um, helped a lot of people. Talked a lot of people. Encouraged them. He was, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And that's, that's where it stops. They believe he's a good man. Um, some people believe he's a prophet among many. Moses, Krishna, Buddha, Muhammad. He's one of those, you know, kind of that, he's in that group. He's just one of, one of the prophets, one of many. One of many who came and did a lot of good things and, you know, but you have them. You know, there's different ones. Everybody can just pick. You know, some believe in Krishna. Some believe in Muhammad. You know, every, some believe in this and that prophet. And, and so you just kind of pick pick the one you believe. And as long as you believe something. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Well, as long as you believe. Believe what? You know, believe what? Everybody probably believes something. Even if it's just what they think. I mean, they believe what they think. So everybody believes something. Believing is not the issue. Believing is not the issue. You know, the real issue, as far as I can see, is what do you base your belief on? 
everybody's got to, you know, I, I just don't understand. If I thought that Jesus was whoever I made him out to be, at some point I would think I would sit back and go, that means that he's just uh, like me. Because I make him out to be whatever I think he should be. So I've kind of created him in whatever image I think he should be. And at some point, I would think that would be pretty low on my ability to believe that he was anything special. Because I've just kind of created him into something that I believe. But for me, when you base it on the truth, which we believe is the Word of God, and so if I base it on truth... The Bible then teaches that it's what? It's not based on bringing him down to my level, but it's based on me attaining to what he says. And he has said that his ways are not my ways. And his thoughts aren't my thoughts. As a matter of fact, he says what? He says his are a little higher. No, he says his are a whole lot higher. You know, his, his ways are way beyond. I'll never attain to that. I can attempt and I can learn and I can know him but I'll never attain to that level of understanding. So the big question is, then who do you say that he is? Who do you say? Who is he to you? What do you believe? What do you believe? What do you believe about who Jesus is? Is he the Son of God? Did he come to this earth, die on a cross, shed his blood? for me when I didn't deserve it? Did he go back to heaven, sit down at the right hand of the Father and said, don't worry, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm going to send my spirit and he'll be with you. Is that, is that what you believe? Here's the, it, it is, and it sometimes isn't so much what you believe, but what do you live? You know, I, I really I really see that there's a big difference between believing something and living like you believe it. You know, I can believe, I can believe, I can believe. I can say, yes, I believe that, I believe it's true. But you know, the rubber hits the road when I have to live it. And everybody will hit a point where you're going to make a decision. I have found that more and more and more. And what I'm noticing is, and I don't know. I don't know. You know. I don't know if it's my age or what's going on. But I notice a lot of young people are hitting a spot. Yes, they believe. They believe in God. If you asked them, they would say, "Yes, I believe in God." But all of a sudden, they're hitting a spot in life when now you got to decide whether you're going to believe that it's really true. There's a difference. There's a difference between sitting here on Sunday morning saying, "I believe in God." And there's a difference than when I get out here on Thursday and Friday and I hit a something and I have to live it like I believe it. There's a difference. There's a difference. We have to walk. The Bible says it's a walk. And it's a walk of obedience. This morning in Sunday school, we were talking about the children of Israel. God says, you know, I'm going to give you this land. It's a great land. You can go in. You can take it. It's all yours. But you know what he said? He says, it's yours if you obey. It's yours if you obey. It's not yours to just go in there and do whatever you want. You know, God's intent wasn't just, oh, here's a land. You can go in there and have it and live the good life. You know, it's a little bit like, I always say, it's a little bit like America. You know, here's the land. We come in. We settle the land. You know, we get rid of the inhabitants. 
We prosper tremendously like nobody else has ever prospered for 200 years. We're living the good life. Everything's coming our way. We're the biggest. We're the best. We're the smartest. At least we think we are. And, you know, we got everything. It's the promised land. People in other countries come and say, oh, we, we talked to the fellow from Kenya a couple weeks ago, and he said, you know, what do you like about Amer- America? He says, what do I like about America? He said, everything. Everything. But it's not ours because we're so smart. I still believe it's ours because God has blessed us. And it's because of obedience to him. It's not perfection. We haven't been a perfect people. But I believe, by and large, we gave him credit and we we gave him the due that was him for who we were. And unless we start to realize that and we start to turn around because now we're starting to say, oh, no, it's not him. It's because we're so good, so smart. It's because look at us. Look how good we are. And interestingly enough, I don't care what you say, when a Gideon stands up and says, it's against the law in Ohio and the handout Bibles in a school, folks, something's happened. Something's happened. We had Bible class in the school when I went to school. We went to Bible class. They brought a pastor in every week, and we went to Bible class. And now it's against the law for a Gideon to come and hand out scriptures, and it's against the law for the Gideon to stand on the sidewalk and hand them out. Can't stand on the, you can't stand in front of the school on the sidewalk and hand out scriptures. Something's changed. And, you know, a couple weeks ago I talked about, you know, we as a people need to repent as a nation. We need to turn back to God. We need to turn back. And God's going to use his people to do that the world is not going to go the world is not sitting out there going boy we're a mess we need to really repent the world's not going to do that until it's really 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 bad but god's people are the one who will because we know him we know him and we want to be obedient to him so that's i believe what all of us need to do you know as we think about who is jesus who is it is he who he said he was Is he who he said he was? And if he is, then how does that have me live my life? How do I live my life? Do I live my life like he said he is who he said he is? Or do I live my life like I'm in charge? And that's that's the big question. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your word being true. We thank you for your word as being the source of all life. Lord, we thank you for you being the word that was sent to us in flesh. Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here this morning, Lord, that doesn't know you, Lord, you speak to their hearts, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would speak to them and just help them to surrender themselves to you. Lord, if there's anyone here that Yes, they believe, but they don't live like they believe. Lord, just help them to live the life you've called them to live, trusting in you, trusting you, believing you. Lord, we thank you for the work that you're doing. Lord, I pray you'd help our nation. Lord, forgive us for turning our backs on you. Forgive us for for thinking that everything we have is because of who we are. Lord, help us to turn our hearts to you. Lord, heal our land. Lord, just... Just help us to repent and look to you for all that we need. 
And Lord, help us as your church, Lord, that we would be faithful to stand up, to share your word, to speak your truth wherever we have opportunity. Lord, I really believe that there's just a lot of hurting people right now, and I really believe that if your church would stand up, we could touch many lives. So, Lord, help us to stand up for you. Lord, we just thank you for all that you're doing. Lord, just be with us now. Dismiss us with your blessing. Lord, I pray if there's anyone that has a need for prayer, Lord, anything they want to pray and have someone agree with them about, you'd encourage them to come up and let Tom and Pam pray with them this morning. Lord, we just thank you for being with us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen.